Welcome to another episode of the Montgomery Companies Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Montgomery. In this episode, you're going to hear from one of the leading experts in growing referrals and strengthening client relationships. Author, speaker, CEO, John Rulin is for real. In this episode, he unpacks the art of gift giving, growing relationships, and strengthening your brand. We're excited to have you with us. Hey, today our guests are in for a treat on the Montgomery Companies podcast. We have author, speaker, and founder of the Rulin Group, John Rulin. Uh, John has been featured in Forbes Magazine, Fast Company, Inc., and Entrepreneur Magazine. John, you're the author of the best-selling book, Giftology. You're an international keynote speaker, and you've been on stages literally all across the world. I think last time we talked, you were in Australia, just coming back from Australia after keynoting for Volkswagen, uh, which I know is just kind of a routine thing for you to speak anywhere and everywhere. Uh, you were an all-time sales leader for Cutco Knives. And just to put this into perspective for our listeners, Cutco is a 75-year-old company and has had over 1 million distributors. And check this out. To make this more impressive, John Rulin broke their sales record when you were in your early 20s. Like, I think you just came out of college, right? Or still in college when you started. Yeah. And um, so, man, you're such an accomplished guy. We've studied you like crazy, not because I believe in your work, uh, but because I think you're just a great person and somebody that other people should want to follow, not just as a businessman, but as a father, as a husband, and as a leader of leaders. Uh, most importantly, you're strong in your faith. You're a husband and a girl dad, four young daughters, and uh, you just had a baby, right? So your youngest is like fresh on the scene. Yeah, five, six months. Five, six months. And so, man, we're just so honored to have you. So John Rulin, welcome to the show. Thanks for spending time with us today. Yeah, man. Well, uh, thanks for having me. And one of my daughters actually is with me in the studio here. She's the oldest dragon is right, uh, is right there. I, take, I try to take my girls to work as often as possible and but not traveling right now. Uh, I like to expose them to what dad does for a living, not just at home, but uh, out in the world. So um, yeah, I'm proud, proud dad of four, uh, four little girls. So that is the best, the best leadership job you'll ever do right there. Amen. That's legacy there. So I'm studying for uh, this episode. You know, we put time into preparing for these shows and these episodes and I'm listening to you a couple days ago. You were on the Lewis Howes School of Greatness podcast several years ago. Yeah. And you shared a little bit about your journey. And I started thinking about, you know, the, the early days for John Rulin. And, and my, so my first question to you is in the early days, you, you decided you wanted to study the topic of generosity and, and you, you describe it as radical generosity. And today I would say you have a real obsession with radical generosity. Um, tell, tell us like, where does that obsession come from? Well, I, I think it comes from a lot of different things. I think when you grow up without, when you grow up with lack, you have an interest in uh, abundance. You have an interest in not being necessarily in a position of being poor, you know, financially or otherwise. There's a lot of different ways you can, um, you can lack abundance, not just wealth. But um, I grew up on a farm and was motivated to want to go and not have to necessarily work as hard um, and not, not work as hard, but I didn't want to struggle, you know, all the mm -hmm. time. And so, um, you know, but I, my family was, it was a good, strong family. My, my, my parents were hardworking people. 
you know, my extended family, my mom was one of 13 kids. So came from a huge family. But, uh, but I think the, 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 the trigger kind of flipped for me when I was about 20. Um, and I went into college to go be a med student. I was going to go be a, a doctor, a, a chiropractor, because I thought they made money and I got really good grades. Like, you know, that, that was my ticket out of my town of 400 people in Ohio, uh, milking goats and bailing hay and all that kind of stuff. And, and my mentor, um, I had a lot of mentors along the way, but this one in particular was my girlfriend's dad. And he was this attorney who was like this super chill, calm, kind man. And when you're poor, you notice when people are generous. And I just noticed how people flocked to Paul, this attorney, because of who he was, because how he showed up. He showed up powerfully when most people would pull back or kind of protect themselves. Like he was just this radically generous human. And, um, and he'd find deals on like, he'd do crazy stuff, like find a deal on noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday, like 200 people would walk away with like cases of noodles. And I'm like, Paul, that was like 20 or 30 or 40 grand. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I just like, I just love doing that. I love the smiles on people's faces. And so I literally looked at Paul at, you know, he was 60 years old and I saw how like referrals and access and deal flow. And like, he just, it didn't matter what was going on in the, the world. Like he was thriving, mm. good times and bad. And it was because of his generosity. It was because of his handwritten notes and how he loved on people, not as a tactic, just who he was. And uh, I went and pitched him, you know, like I, I, I interned with Cutco, the knife company you mentioned, uh, out of desperation to pay for med school. And I saw Paul always giving things away. And so I thought, hey, maybe he'll give away, you know, pocket knives to all of his clients. They're CEOs of big companies, insurance companies, financial advisor firms, all this stuff. And uh, I'm a country bumpkin. I'm 20 years old at the time. Like I, I it was just like that, that made sense to me. I've always been able to see the angle and say, hey, I wonder if this will work. And uh, he changed my life forever. He said, John, I don't want to order you know, a bunch of pocket knives because I order a hundred paring knives. I'm like, you want to give a bunch of grown men CEOs of big companies, like a kitchen tool? I'm like, I don't see the connection. And he changed my life. He said, John, the reason I have more referrals and access and deal flow in good times and in bad is I found out a simple truth. And that's if you take care of the family in business, everything else takes care of itself. So it was my first moment of understanding his generosity. It wasn't tactical. The knife, even to this day, we still sell millions of dollars in these silly knives. It's not about the knife. The knife is a delivery vehicle for an emotion. And people, you know, Paul talked about like things that he had given away literally like 20 years before people still talked about because he was the most top of mind and like person in that community based upon how he showed up with his generosity. And it, like I said, it wasn't a strategy for him. It was just who he was in his DNA. It's how God made him. Like he just did that. And, uh, and so I'm like, I'm going to mimic that and hopefully in the next 40 years, when I turn 60, I have the types of relationships, the thriving business, the, you know, what we call referrals without asking, you know, the engagement of people where everybody else out there was selling for Paul. Like he didn't have any sales reps for his law firm. All of his clients in the community sold for him. And, I'm, and so I'm like, med school and half a million dollars in debt can get put on hold. I started the, you know, what we now call giftology, the agency that helps people in small businesses from solopreneurs to billion dollar companies think strategically and don't use gifting and gratitude as this woo woo, like check a box or feeling, but to actually put it into action and use radical generosity as a competitive and financial advantage. And, that, and that's what literally, I just turned 40 this year. Um, and uh, so for the last 20 years, that's what we've been teaching and helping companies execute on. Well, you're one of the best, and I, I think it's safe to say at this point that you're one of the leading experts 
on the art of gift giving and deepening and strengthening client relationships and customer relationships, but also just, you know, relationships with friends and in our early stage friendship, you know, I, I was the recipient of a really nice gift, uh, some yeah. Cutco knives in this yeah. incredibly well-packaged book, hardcover book, Giftology, that I'm going to ask you to talk about. You've written a book that sold millions of copies. Michael Hyatt called it one of the best books that he's ever read. And so for our listeners, you know, number one, I'm just going to tell them to get the book. If you're in the people business, this is a must read. Um, when I speak, I share that from the stage. Uh, not because I have a, uh, any kind of a partnership with you, John, just because I believe <laughs> in the strategies and the tactics. And so if you would give our listeners just a preview and maybe pick like two or three of the philosophies, John, whether it's the timing of the gifts, the way that get the gifts are packaged, and, and if maybe you could spend a little time on, on price, I'd love for our listeners to hear just some of what's in the book, Giftology, that you've put together. Well, when people hear the title of Giftology, you know, even when we go on stage, there's a lot of times where people are like tempted to hit the snooze button or leave the auditorium or the arena because they're like, who gives two rips about gifts? Like, honestly, like, no, business leaders aren't saying, man, if I just got my gifting strategy, they wake up at 5 a.m. Like, man, I got to work on my gifting strategy. Nobody cares. <laughs> but, but if you look at most businesses, they, I don't care if you're a solopreneur, manufacturer, financial advisor, like everybody, you know, would say their business rises and falls based upon relationships, relationships with employees, clients, partners, investors, mentors, bankers, lawyers, like it's all people. And, and most people have an operations plan you know, financial plan, maybe a diet, lifestyle, exercise. Um, but if you ask people, what's their relationship plan? They're like a deer in headlights. I don't care if it's Google. I don't care if it's a financial advisor. They're like, well, oh, I have a marketing plan. I'm not, I'm not talking about a marketing plan. I'm talking about a relationship plan. And they're like, well, we kind of have one. I'm like, no, there's no kind of. Like either you have a plan on how you're going to show up and show value to your most important relationship or somebody else is going to and they're going to take your employee. They're going to take your client. And most people's relationship building thing, whether it's for their wife, husband, kids, it's very reactionary. It's very much obligatory. They show up for people when it's expected. Hey, it's, it's our anniversary, honey. We've been married for 20 years. We're finally going to go on that cruise versus saying, hey, I want to show up for people at what I call planned randomness. So the core of giftology has nothing to do with gifts. The gifts are just a delivery vehicle to transfer love and emotion and meaning your most valuable relationships. And I, cho I chose to write it as a business book because we own, owned a business gifting agency. But the topic applies. I've had people write to us from Vietnam and say, I applied giftology to my marriage and I'm a better marriage. And I'm like, because really the core level of what it is, is if you've read the book, The Five Love Languages, there's five different ways to love on people that God's wired us to love on people. One of them is tangible gifts. But, you know, like I talk about the handwritten note that goes with the gift, which is words of affirmation is just as important, if not more than what you're sending. So a lot of times people are like, John, I, you know, like you're just talking about bribing people and you're just talking about sending Rolexes to people. And I'm like, yeah, you could send a Rolex, but most of our gifts, you know, when we walk through what I call a relationship plan, the who you're sending the gift to is more important than what you're sending. And when you're sending the gift is more important than what you're sending. The what has to have all the details around it, or it's in our Western culture, it's just another box of stuff showing up from Amazon that's going to end up at Goodwill in a year or two or in 10 minutes. And that's where people are like, oh, I did giftology. I've done the gifting thing. It doesn't work. And I'm like, did you follow the recipe? And they're like, well, kind of. And I'm like, it's like baking bread, dude. Like it, it, you either put water and flour and yeast in 
or you don't get bread. If you leave yeast out or if you leave water out, you're not making bread. And if you're trying to build relationships with people and deepen them, not just check a box and give them swag or send them a Christmas gift. If you're really trying to deepen relationships, there's a formula. God's wired us in our DNA to reciprocate to people. There's my daughter on her way to the bathroom. I love it. I love it. Um, she, she's not afraid to be a you know, center of attention. Um, <laughs> she can work a room better than I can, honestly. Like taking her on business trips, it's, it's incredible. Um, but, Great business partner. Oh, she's, she's way better than I am. Like she's just <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. We got stories that could tell about that. But, but, but getting back to what I was talking about, like most people, they don't have, they have not, they're not following the recipe. They're not following, they cut corners and they delegate it to an assistant with no strategy. They put unrealistic budgets together. Like, Hey, we made money this year. Here's 10 grand, Susie. Divide the number of clients we have 200 by 10 grand and send off. And they end up sending, you know, to million dollar relationships. They send $40 boxes of peanut brittle. And then they wonder why they're not getting referrals or they're not getting as many referrals, or they're not getting their referral agents to refer them up to their most valuable relationships. They're getting them to refer down to people that are comfortable. Nobody's, because of how you're showing up for people, people judge all of those little things and say, do I want to refer up to them to my most valuable relationships, or do I want to like just refer down to somebody? And so the core of the book is our entire methodology. It's our, our entire system, literally, what we've worked 20 years on. And I, you know, I would be a giftologist if I didn't talk about this. Like we literally charge thousands of dollars to put together just a plan for people. And then they can go execute it. Go do your own. I don't care. You don't have to hire our agency to do it. That, that system, the methodology, the step-by-step, -step, you know, I'll, I'll give it to your tribe they, like for free. They go to giftologysystem.com. They can go download every step. You don't even have to go buy the book. Go download the process and then go walk your team through it and all it is is a roadmap and saying, hey, if relationships matter, here are the things you need to think about if you want to have your gratitude and your gifting and your generosity actually land and actually you put a dollar investment in and over the next 10 years, you get $10 back. Show me where you can get a 10x return on any sort of thing that's usually tied to human beings. It's not tied to Facebook. It's not tied to anything else. It's tied to people. And yet most people... They, like, they'll do their events, they'll do their conferences, they'll drive the car, that's a Ritz-Carlton, and then they do their gratitude, appreciation, and gifting at a Motel 6 level, and they wonder what's missing. That's part of the ingredients that most people aren't realizing that they're investing dollars to actually have a negative return when it comes to relationships. So I know our listeners just got so much value out of what you just shared, but here's what I want them to know about you. Like as you share this, John, that you're not a guy that just talks about gifting. You didn't just write a book about gifting. Like you, you live this stuff, you know, and you walk it out and, and you're walking it out with some of the most influential people on planet earth, right? You're working with major fortune 500 companies, executive leaders, professional athletes, like you're doing significant work. And I think part of the reason you're able to do that work in such a big way is that you're continuously unique and how you build relationships, how you interact with people, even how you think, like everything about you and the way that you do things is unique. And, and it, it's interesting because so much of what you do is actually very simple, but it's very unique. Super and so simple. I want you to tell I, just two stories. There's two stories that, um, that have resonated with me. One has to do with your employees, the people that work mm. with you and around you. 
And the other has to do actually with the mentor, somebody that you wanted to grow a relationship with. And there's this Brooks Brothers story. Like you're, you're just full of stories and we don't have time for all of them today. Hopefully we got time for two, uh, yeah. two quick ones. Um, could you tell us what you do for your employees? Because I know we have a lot of leaders on the call listening that manage teams or lead teams. And this just isn't about creating an experience for people that, you know, our, our, our clients or customers are buying your products or services. This is about people that you lead. Tell us why you pay for a cleaning service for the people that work for you. Tell us about that. Well, I think everybody says they want to deliver risk Carlson service to their employees. Like all oh, we're a five star, we're, you know, gold, blah, blah, blah. And they want people, they want their employees, their teams, their account managers, I don't care what business or industry you're in. Like they want to deliver the Ritz Carlton or Four Seasons or like this, like, you know, Tesla Lamborghini service. And yet not, their employees have never received, they, you know, like if you can't deliver Ritz Carlton service, if your employees have never stayed at the Ritz Carlton, you can't deliver Four Seasons service if they never stayed there. You can't expect them, you know, how you treat your employees. So people are like, hey, where should I start, John, with this gethology plan, this relationship plan? And I'm like, most people want to start with prospects. You need to start internal with your internal customers. That's your employees, your team, your staff. And I treat my team better than most people treat their best clients. I treat my vendors, my people that allow me to have a business. Like, and I learned this from an $800 million company, OC Tanner. They buy more Rolexes than anybody else in the world. And they, when Rolex comes to Salt Lake City, they buy dinner. They pay for gifts for them. And I'm like, why would you do that? And they're like, we don't have a business without Rolex. We're honored to be able to have Rolex. And even though we buy tens of millions of dollars, we need them just as much as they need us. And so showing up for your people, a lot of people are like, nobody brags about their 401k. Nobody brags about their health benefits. Even when we spoke at Google, we had people wanting to work for Giftology on the side because Google will keep any, do anything to keep you on site at, at Google, but they won't necessarily make your marriage better. They're not going to invest in marriage retreats for you. They're not going to invest in house cleaning. They want to keep you on site. And so our belief is that, you know, like you'll go hire another team member to and pay him 50 grand or hundred grand and not think anything of it. And I'm like, what if you took that hundred thousand dollars for the extra person you want to hire and you invested in the team that you currently have and started to do things to make their life easier. Like, you know, most people, when they're both people are working, we have a lot of stay at home college educated moms that work remotely. We've been remote for 12 years and it's difficult when you have kids and a husband or, you know, spouse or whatever else like to do all that. And so we invest $2,500 a person for a year People are like, man, how do you afford that? And I'm like, you'll hire somebody and give them a salary range of 45 to 55 grand and you hire them and you don't give two rips about that $10,000 swing in their pay. You'll gladly to get a top performer, you'll pay 10 grand more. But once you have them as an employee, you're all of a sudden like, oh, we've spent $50 on a cutter and buck jacket. That was our gift to our employees. Are you kidding me? Like you have to show up for people. So when you, that $2,500 that we invest in all of our employees gives us like $50,000 in value. Like if you want to know if your employees are actually what I call actively loyal, which most people have passively loyal clients and passively loyal employees. They're collecting a paycheck. They're sticking around. That's loyalty, right? I'm like, no, that's not loyalty. Loyalty is when your clients and your employees are willing to go sell and advocate for you. So when there's an open position to giftology, it never gets out into the public. Our employees have already told their family and friends about these crazy perks that we offer and how we show up for people. And they're waiting for an opening to come up so they can come work for us. We, we don't have to hire a recruiting firm. Our employees go recruit their family and friends. 
And so the core of what we do is, hey, if you want to, I, I can't go treat my clients like the risk and treat my employees like the Motel 6. That'll piss them off. It'll create bitterness. It'll create, it's not incongruent. It, 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 or it's not congruent. So the core of what we do with that, we pay it for unlimited babysitter, for date nights for our employees, like things that actually make their life tangibly better. Now, can you measure that? Like, what does that investment get? I know because I can tell how my employees show up. And I think anybody else can tell they have engaged employees or not engaged employees. And they wonder why they don't. It's like, it's not just cash. Number, cash is people leave companies either disengage mentally or actually physically leave the company. It's like pay is like four or five. It's usually appreciation, respect, opportunity for growth. Those are the things they leave because their manager is an a-hole. They, they, they don't leave because of pay. They'll justify and say, hey, I'm leaving for more money. But oftentimes it's the emotional things that cause people to disengage, whether as a client or as an employee. And so that's the core of what we're teaching. I love that. And, um, you know, again, you've got this story, John. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, one of your most compelling stories is what you do for the people that work with you. To me, this is, if it's not the most compelling story that you tell, it, it, it's, it's one of the most compelling stories that you tell. Um, in your journey, you had an experience with somebody that you wanted to grow close to. Um, you, you did some research and you created a really unique experience. It cost you $7,000 to create this experience. There was yeah. nothing promised in return. I want you to talk about how taking a chance, spending $7,000 led to a lifetime of opportunity. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, what I, what, what's funny is I don't, I, I've only recently shared is that if you add it all in, it's probably 20 grand over time, over a decade on this one experience. It started out with seven grand. And it was because I met somebody that was, I, I wanted them not just as a client, I wanted them as a referral partner, a mentor, an advisor. I knew I couldn't afford their $20,000 a month coaching. And it was Cameron Harrell, who has grown multiple companies, personally as COO, 1-800-GOT-JUNK being one of them, over 100 million. He grew them from 2 million to 127 million. You know, they got an Oprah back in the day. And when he spoke, I was like, I need him in my corner. And uh, I, I, like most people, they follow the same freaking playbook in every industry. It's like, hey, take them out to dinner, ball game, round of golf, you know, you know, drinks, cigars, wine, and none of that's wrong, yeah, but it's table stakes. Like nobody like brags that you took them out to a Morton's dinner, even though it cost you a thousand dollars. Nobody like, oh, oh, my, oh my gosh, you took me to your country club and went for a $300 round of golf. It's appreciated, but it's forgotten about in about 30, you know, in about 30 minutes because you're on to the next thing. Yes. So all, almost every business leader does the same thing and they wonder why they're not getting referrals. And it's like, you're taking somebody to a game and that person probably has better seats than you do. You're taking them to a round of golf and they're like already, like they've already played Pebble Beach. And so like nobody, everybody says they're unique and different. Financial services is one of the worst. There's 475,000 financial advisors that all say the same things and entertain the same way across the board. But every industry is pretty much the same. And so when I invited Cameron, when he was coming to town to speak to my CEO group uh, locally in Cleveland at the time, I was like, I invited him to dinner in a ball game, LeBron opening night, blah, blah, blah. And he was like the most underwhelming response ever. And so I'm like, I got to do something unique, different to stand out. He's going to meet a thousand, you know, a hundred thousand people this year. And so I found out he loved Brooks Brothers because he, he's from Canada. And long story short is I found out what a shirt size and everything was. And I went to Brooks Brothers and bought one of everything in a new fall collection, all the jackets, suits, belts, pants, everything, seven grand. And we outfitted his hotel room at the Ritz, like a Brooks Brothers store. 
And when he came into town, you could tell like he didn't even want to go to dinner in the ball game. It was like one of those travel days from Hades. He just hated like he just wanted to go to bed. When he went into his hotel room and came down to the lobby bar, his eyes were the size of silver dollars. He said, John, I've never had anybody treat me this way, experience this. Like whatever you want to talk about for as long as you want to talk about, I'm all ears. And we went out to, you know, went out to dinner and whatever else. I didn't talk anything about myself. I continued for the next five years to send him a gift once a quarter, build him, you know, $5,000 knife set, you know, $500 wine pool. It was 20 grand all in. And people were like, 20 grand for one relationship? And I'm like, I've done the math. It's a, it's literally produced a 50X ROI. My first 10 and $15,000 speaking gigs, long before, our, you know, we're 85 grand for Volkswagen to speak. We were like, Cameron would get double booked and I didn't have a book at the time. And he'd be like, I can't do it, but you should do John Rulin. And I'm, they're like, who the heck is John Rulin? They're like, he's like, just trust me. He became my sales rep. If I wanted to hire Cameron as a sales rep, I'd have to pay him millions of dollars and he wouldn't even still do it. I'll, this year, we'll invest 600 grand in gifts personally into all of our relationships. And I turned CEOs of million dollar and billion dollar clients into my own personal sales force. The reason we land the biggest stages in the world isn't because of speaking bureaus. It's not even because we're the biggest author in the world. It's because I, I've inspired people, not through a tit for tat transaction. Most people give gifts after a deal's done and after referrals given. And they say they're in the relationship business. So if you send a $500 bottle of wine after somebody sends you a million dollar referral, you just turn that relationship into a transaction. I've inspired Cameron and guys like him all over the world to go advocate on my behalf by loving on them for years. Everybody says they play you know, the long game. Their long game is days, not decades. And when you show up for people consistently, no strings attached, not as a manipulation, like the reason that like, you know, from a faith perspective, like I'm so like feel so indebted is because I've gotten grace. Like I've gotten my sins forgiven as, you know, as a believer, as a Christian. And like that's, a, it, it was undeserved. And I think that when you can love on people, whether you're a person of faith or not, like the, the rules, God still wired the world. To when somebody loves on you, no strings attached, guess what? You want to reciprocate. And oftentimes it comes back tenfold. Maybe not even through that person, maybe through somebody else that they talk about. So the core, when, when people are like 20 grand on one person, I'm like, show me in your business where over the next decade you could get a 50X ROI. And if you can show me where it is, I, I want to know because I want to start investing there as well. But to me, investing in relationships for the long haul is how you thrive on the mountaintops. It's also how you get through the valleys. And that's the core of what my original mentor, Paul, taught me. And that's the core of giftology is showing up powerfully when everybody else is pulling back. John, every time I listen to you speak, I take something new. Every time I read your content, I take something new. I just took a bunch of new things from you and our time together today. I just can't tell you, man, how grateful I am. Uh, number one, for your friendship. Number two, for your influence. And number three, for your time today. So, uh, I just appreciate you being with us. I want to send you out this way. Um, and I want to send our listeners out this way. If you've not read the book Giftology, I'm going to say the same thing on this podcast with John that I would say if I was on any stage that I speak on, you got to get the book Giftology. It is a game-changing book. If you want to deepen, deepen and strengthen relationships, it's, it's a must read. And then moreover, uh, let's go one step further. You need to check out the Giftology, the gifting program that John and his company run. If you're in the people business, a great way to change the way that you grow your client base, that you retain your customers, and that you develop new relationships. Uh, John, you want to equip one million leaders 
to become more radically generous. Um, I think that number is growing every day. Can you just tell us 30 seconds or less, what's next for John Ruin? I mean, I, there's, there'll be future books. I'm trying to partner with Gary Chapman from the Five Love Languages to write the book, Five Love Languages for Business. Um, and really, a, a lot of it is just continuing to do what we do, which is pour into people, love on people, and build out the Giftology platform to inspire those people, uh, whether that's through future books, through talks, or through our agency, which helps people kind of outsource and do the gifting with us. And, uh, and so really, it's, it's pouring more gasoline on the fire that's already there. Well, with as much as you've already accomplished at 40 years old, I think your journey is just getting started. You have a supersized future, my friend. I'm so part. I'm so proud to be a small, very small part of your journey. And uh, we will all be keeping tabs on you moving forward, my man. Hey, thanks for having me, Jordan. Take care, John. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye. This has been another episode of the Montgomery Companies podcast. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned as we interview more great thought leaders from around the world. Next month, we've got Jeff Woods, CEO of The One Thing. You won't want to miss it. Go ahead and follow our channel on YouTube. Subscribe. We'd also love it if you download Spotify or iTunes to stay current and connected with our message. Keep winning. Keep winning.